You're listening to Menopod. I'm Mary Kennedy. And I'm Sue Merlino. And I'm Amy Stiller. I just said that really quickly because I'm from the famous family and you got to jump right in there. If you want a piece of stardom, because it's not going to wait for you. (laughs) All right. I know this isn't about me. It's about menopause, but menopause is the very self-centered it makes one narcissistic i think it does yeah it makes one think about a lot we are in studio well sort of virtually with amy stiller writer actress funny lady extraordinaire everyone are we going to talk about sex are we going to talk about the things that nobody talks about with menopause because i i I could bring it Uh, yeah so so the sex kind of goes away, and then does that come back? We hear it comes back. But it's back. also like having sex, or if you haven't had sex in a while. Mm. Yeah, I don't to, know if you, you want to stretch. talk about these things. You have to stretch no, out. There are things you can do. Oh, go yeah. on. Tell us. Yeah, yeah we, 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 um, I was on, I was sort of on, I was kind of on a sex strike for five months, and then, and then it lifted. Five months? Yeah. You want, I don't want to tell you how many years I didn't have sex for. Well, you know, I was a Catholic girl, so you know, I'm making up for it, I guess. I don't. Know. Yeah, my mom, my mom has that. She used to have that joke: "We're paralyzed from the waist down." Yeah, Catholic. That's what's her joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you having sex now? Do I dare ask, Amy? I can't. Oh, this is a whole story, guys. <laughs> no, I, I, I met. I went on Match.com to have sex, and then good. He wouldn't let go. He wouldn't let go. He wouldn't let go. Um, I, I had to get rid of him. He, Did you have to have him fling. surgically removed? Well, it was a fling. It was a fling that it's it's hard when someone adores you. It was very mm. nice, but um, but um, you know, I I I, I though I had done like a few TV things and I did a play and I went you know, what happened in my sex life, that that's the next thing on the list. Um, but, um, I, I just want to meet the one, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, um, uh, but it was, um, I don't know. I'd never, I'd never done match.com and I decided to, and I, I mean, is there something wrong with being a slut at 57 is there something no, wrong no, else? No. okay Absolutely. no because sometimes like like i really went on a mission to like have sex right and that's kind of all it was that's per. that's fine as long as you're conscious well, of it i've never been like there's something a little there's something kind of freeing about that but um it's also like you know the mailman delivers the you know, the the letter and then the mailman has to go. Okay. The letter was delivered. Now we know right. that the mail works. The postal system works. I don't need the mailman anymore. But, yeah. This should be a new commercial for match.com. Yes. <laughs> Say that. I, so. I did match.com once and um, it was before I met my husband who I've been with for years. And uh, he, basically the guy that I was going to hook up with, because I was kind of like you, I was not really interested in a relationship. Maybe. Well, I, I don't, yeah. No, I mean, I want, ultimately I, that's of course what I want, but I just was, I got nervous because I realized it had been an enormous amount of time since I, yeah. I, I, mean, I wasn't in, sorry, but my mom, you know, had a stroke. I wasn't in the mood, you know, mm. to have sex, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. And then when you are in the mood, I mean, I get it. 
And that's the thing is that it's, it's, we're supposed to be in our, after you get rid of menopause or go through menopause, aren't we on our highest sexual peak? Is that what you said, Sue, on another show? I got, I got horny yesterday out of nowhere. Wow. Where, what, what, where does that come from? I don't know. I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to say thank you, universe. Right. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, we had a sex therapist on and she said that like once you hit 60, it, it just all comes back. Like there's so much sex. Oh, so really? Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, no, I think, don't you think it's also like the person you're with, you know? I mean. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. You, know, you know about vaginal dilators? Okay, I'm just going to say it. That's what this show's about. So let's talk yeah. about the things that yes. aren't. Because. If you haven't had it in a while, and then you go, oh, my God, did it close up? Is that the way it is forever? Actually not. It's very resilient down there. And, and there's, but there's this, there's this website called Soul Source, and there's this, like, silver-haired woman, and she's talking about the dialers. And she, it's, when she talks, it's, it, she looks, it's like she's like, hi, like, you're, it's, it's as if your vagina died and she's saying there's still hope. Like your vagina isn't, isn't dead yet. It's just dying, oh. but we can revive it. She's like, hi, here are the vaginal dilators, small, medium, and large. <laughs> and she just, she looks, she's very, she looks very sad. She's very sad and oh. silver haired, but there's like a twinkle of hope in her eye. You grab yourself a red wine you watch the video, and then and you go, thank God I have my health, okay? Maybe my vagina isn't what it was, but I'm alive. She should be saying, you're alive. You're alive. It's okay. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, I'm on the site right no, now. No, soul source. Yes, yeah, yeah. silicon vaginal dilators. But, then you, but they, it, 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 it reopens and everything. It, it's Reopen? amazing. What if you open it too big? Like, how do you know? Oh no, no. Like, I don't. I you're don't not think pushing that a watermelon be... through it. I mean, you're just. <laughs> There's also. Do you know? You know what else women women don't talk about? Do you know about oh. Mona Lisa touch? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. You don't. Well, you talk to women over sixty, and they say in hushed tones, tones like, "Well, do you know about Mona Lisa touch? It's a laser, because the walls get thin, and this plumps them up." Oh, yep. Wow. I guess it's what's called vaginal rejuvenation. Right, right, right. Yeah. They're actually. Well, I guess so. Yeah. But I mean, I always used to laugh at that like, "Ah, ew, that's gross. That's insane. That's weird. But (laughs) I mean, nobody talks about what happens and there is hope for Mm -hmm. (laughs) $2,500. Oh, I like that. If you go online now, you get a $500 coupon. Um, yeah, now would be the time in the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect pandemic pussy. I don't know. There's something. I love here. that. Something. I love alliteration. <laughs> That's perfect. No, it does. It talks about pandemic. like vaginal dryness, vaginal burning. Vag- I didn't have it before I was saying these words, but now I'm starting to feel like I do. <laughs> and, and this, and we can't unring the bell on this podcast, can we? This is this is out there. No, but I, I love it. I hope somebody learns from it. I hope somebody somebody feels hope. Yeah, soul source. Soulsource.com. Oh my god. That please, that um please sponsor us. 
That's what we got to ask them. Oh, yeah, but I feel like, but the thing is, people don't talk about this stuff. And they don't. Nope. And you, you only uh, hear about it. No one it. told me. And I got angry that no one told me. Well, that's why we were doing this because we were realizing people weren't even talking to their best friends about it. My mom never mentioned this stuff to me. Like, I didn't know anything about this. And your doctor, no, my doctor is 12 can, years old, you know, like she doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Right, right, uh, right. And the thing is, like, back in the day, like, women just stopped having sex after menopause. It's, how sad is that? Yeah, that is, um, it's really sad. That's not happening. That's not happening. I'm going to go get my vaginal rejuvenation Mona Lisa Touch right now. Mona Lisa Touch, look it up. It's It's good. Amy, were you doing uh, just stand up or were you doing your one woman oh God, show? No. Or? I never, no, I never think of myself as a stand up. I'm an actor who I was very scared to do stand up. Um, but I, like, I, you know, to really be a stand up, do it all the time. But I, I was always wanted to challenge myself in that area and I was always fascinated with it and I love getting on stage with a microphone. And like recently I've been working with this group called Serious Comedy Theater in Beacon. Um, this guy, Chris Fontakis, who was in LA for like 10 years, like doing stuff at UCB. And I actually took this like stand-up class, which was well, not just a class. It was, there were really, there was like five of us really good people and just sort of approaching it from a whole different point of view, like just, uh, you know, doing it in Beacon, New York and, kind of feeling like nobody knew who I was, which was a really great thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um really learning how to how to think in a different way of writing it. Um but um I, I think of myself more as an actor. And then I did this Jane Fonda thing where I'd be like, Hello, my name is Jane Fonda and I'm doing a new video called How to Prepare a Role. Are you ready to work out? Are wow. you ready to work out? So I that when I That's did fantastic. that wow. That was yeah, it just comes to me the imitations. Um but but I never but when I auditioned for Mad TV, I was so green then. I was so messed up and my brother was getting famous. I couldn't get arrested. It was just I was really depressed and really messed up. I didn't I didn't know where I was really messed up, but I I didn't know where to, I, I didn't have a brand for myself. I didn't know what I was in the world. And some of it was just the fact that at the, that time, it was just a really different time for women and that I didn't know myself. Right. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I wrote a show about some stuff I went through in LA and a relationship I had and um, just a whole thing about uh, the therapist I had. And then the therapist became a fan of my ex-boyfriend. And it was crazy. It was like, <laughs> but I, I it was, that's my show but but the thing is i don't know it's like a chapter that's ended i don't know if i it, because the whole thing is sort of about being the not famous person in the famous family mm-hmm. but right. i kind of feel like i feel like i'm bigger than that now but then again there are parts of the show that are really salvageable there's there's an arc to it that's sort of a beautiful story so i have to i have to see what i'm going to do with that um but, uh, i did it like right before Trump got elected. I did it one night at Dixon Place. It was fantastic. And then I kind of futzed with it and it never was the same. And then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is more like therapy than a midlife show right now. This is, <laughs> this is my <laughs> I was saying to somebody how I feel like I went off path after 9-11 and this pandemic and my father's death is sort of bringing me back on yep. path. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's the way I feel. And Somehow, like when my dad died, and obviously this is all like really fresh, I don't even know how to process it because, like I said, I have been grieving for the past seven years, you know, mm-hmm. like 
They bought their plot here yep. in Nantucket at the Jewish cemetery years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool because after my, I, you know, I fled to Nantucket during the pandemic and then the first month was fantastic. Then I was like, I started to miss him. And then they said, when he stops eating, that's the beginning of the end. And yep. we're not there yet. And then a few days later, it's like, we are there. And then I came back like on Saturday and then Sunday we knew he was going to go. And then, um, uh, and then mon- Monday morning at 2 a.m., like 2, 11 a.m., he went. Um, and then I came back, like, on Wednesday, and then we buried him and my mother's ashes up here. Wow. Yeah. So, and I'm so happy he died at home because mm-hmm. had had it not been for the COVID thing, he'd probably have been in a hospital. So it was, it's really great dying at home, believe it yeah. or not. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it just feels so much better. I would think there'd be well, more comfort. Yeah. Did you, did you find, I, I don't know about you, but I, it was such a gift for me to be there in the end. And also through her passing, I mean, I, and honestly, I didn't think I could do it. I mean, I, you know, my father died and I didn't have much to do with it. Cause he, how old were you when your dad died? I was, dad was 59. So I had to, wow. I was in my thirties. I was, I was 34. Was it like a heart attack, sudden or something? No, he had cancer and then oh. he had complications with the he had, He beat cancer twelve years and then he ended up getting uh, pneumonia, and right. he, because of his immune system. But I didn't. I wasn't. And also, you know what's interesting is I was pr- newly pregnant and I didn't realize till the night of my dad's funeral that I was pregnant. So I was wow. That you know, and, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's and crazy. It was crazy. And then uh, thank God for the nine months I had. You know, I was growing my daughter. Right. Right, and, um, right. It, but I felt like he visited me like a lot. Like I felt it's like some somebody sitting on the the edge of my bed, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. it was him. And then yeah, I could feel my mom on my right side. I don't know if my dad knows he's gone yet because he really didn't want to leave. I don't. I think he's wow. confused. I don't think he knows he's gone. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, this little red bird, this cardinal, came the other day, and then. And I looked up what that meant, but you know, towards the end, he had some dementia, but it wasn't like it was like a mild dementia. But he was just, he was very funny. It, like he, like he, he couldn't really eat. Like he was like living on glucerna. But he'd yeah. go, "Excuse the expression, but is there any beer in the fridge?" <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and then if you actually go, like, "We got any booze?" <laughs> Like why not, right? <laughs> and then I, then I was like, I was eating this vegan pizza, and I said to his nurse, I said, "Can I give him?" He goes, he goes, "I want pizza. I want a hamburger." But he couldn't really. His stomach really wasn't. It was just not working the way it usually does, and so his taste buds, you know, whatever. So, um, so I said, "Sure." I said, "Can I give him some of this vegan cheese?" And she said, "Sure." And he, he tasted. He goes, "I go here, Dad. Here's some of my pizza." And he goes, "This is pizza." <laughs> they fucked. They fucked you over with the pizza. <laughs> no, no, no. Now they see two innocent women. They know they can take advantage of you. That's not nice. Now I want to talk to them about the pizza. And I was like, oh my so I go, Dad, Dad. I called the pizza people. Um, listen, they were very embarrassed. They're big Jerry Stiller fans. Uh, they gave me five gift certificates and my money back. He goes, they gave they gave you the money back. Uh huh. And he goes, let me see it. 
And then we just like change the subject. Oh, just, man. <laughs> no, but he was really funny and um, very engaged with a lot of people. I have so much video of him. Frank Langella would call him and talk to him because he went to um, Syracuse. Um, they were like, he was 10 years younger than my dad, but they both studied the same acting teacher and he'd call my dad and, you know, Frank Langella would be like, so Jerry, what are you up to? And you know, my, my dad like needed three women to get him out of bed in the morning. This is like March 13th. And, and he goes, oh, Frank, I go down to the village. I drop in on all the shows. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> um, That's awesome. But he's like, he's like, Frank, Frank, you know, you love Frank. You'll never stop being Frank Langella. He just, he loved talking to people. And Danny Aiello would visit him. And, yeah. Who would have thought he would have died before my dad, you know? Yeah, wow. Uh, like, it was worth it, the time that I spent with him. Yeah. You know, people say, like, you'll never regret that time. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And I really I really don't think I will. And I have so much just funny video. And um, he really appreciated, you know, things. When I came to him or I'd, or I'd go to Nantucket and I'd show him the videos and he'd be like, it's like I'm there, you know, when he wasn't mobile and he couldn't come up here or I'd get people on FaceTime and talking to him and he, he appreciated it and it made, it made him feel great. And the people who visited him. So he, he had like these very rich years that could have very easily been terrible if we didn't have money for, for women to take care of him mm-hmm. for, for the things that he needed for, you know, that he didn't have to be in a nursing home. And I just, what upsets me is that that not everybody has that. It's really messed up because he, he had, he had a good um, period of time for, for considering that he was declining. Yeah. The end of our, our lives in the U S are kind of very different than the way they are in other cultures. I don't think we deal, I don't think we respect life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, black yeah. lives. I mean, we don't respect our elders, you know, right. like, we don't. like as if you're not going to get old, like, what do you think? Or like, uh, health. I mean, people can't afford uh, to get sick, you know, mm-hmm. that, this, this is, it's bar, the word I think is barbaric. Yeah. It's all yeah. barbaric. Amy Stiller. <laughs> and on that note, we're, we're now you know everything. Now I know everything. I love you. Fantastic. You don't even know. You're like a you're like a sister from another mother. I'm not kidding. We are built from the same cloth. Amy Stiller, everybody. If people want to check you out, Amy, where do they go? Do you have a well? No I really should. I really should update my um, website, but I've just been in like J- Jerry Stiller land for so long. Um, but it's um, AmyStiller.com. Um, and you can go on IMDb because I've done a few things and, um, you know, I might be working on this one woman show, but I might Mm. do a different one. So I'm just, I don't know, just coming up for air after this whole stuff with my dad and the pandemic. And, um, well, we're ready for you. Welcome back. And I look forward to seeing you and things and and hearing more about the things you get. You're a funny, funny person. I think this is so good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad. Well, that's this what is we what do this here. Is what it's about. No, but that's the thing. There's so much shame about all that, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Oh, okay. And there shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. Great. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. You're great. Right. Love Bye. you. Bye, sweetheart. Okay, Bye. 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 You've been listening to Menopod. I'm Mary Kennedy. And I'm Sue Merlino. And Amy, Amy Stiller. Stiller. <laughs> there you are. Thank you Thank so you much. So much.